My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. Today I'm reviewing the film Nobody, which as the irony of its title suggests is about a somebody, a somebody by the name of Hutch Mansell who, as played by Bob Odenkirk, is a mild-mannered suburbanite, a gent with a wife, two children, and a job at his father-in-law's metal product factory. And every day, well, it's the same darn thing as we see in an effective montage of coffee run, breakfast work, coffee run, breakfast work, played over and over again to give us some feel for the workaday desperation that's crept into this fellow's life. One long, repetitive game. I like games. I'm sure you do, sweetie. Of course, this is shown in flashback after an opening scene where we get a taste of what's to come, where Hutch, battered, banged up, and under police interrogation, calmly lights up a cigarette in front of his inquisitors. Now, if I might just make a side note prior to the review proper. I'd love that. Thank you. It's been my observation that even while we as a society rail against the evils of tobacco, folks in today's film still smoke to be cool, daddy-o. That cigarette's a fetish object, ladies and gentlemen. Here so lovingly presented, even I left the theater wanting a drag. And I'm a good Baptist. How's that working out for you? Well, I'm going to heaven and you're not, so just dandy. Anyhow, after the boffo smoking scene, the story takes us back to the grinding monotony that Hutch was tolerating only days before. Now, of course, that's just the movie's opinion. As for me, I don't mind doing the same thing Monday through Saturday with church on Sunday. See, a farmer, he's got to be constant as the North Star. Got to be up before dawn collecting those eggs and milking that cow and slopping them hogs and bailing that hay and plowing the... What was I talking about? Oh, right, Hutch. Yeah, Hutch, he seems in a fog, see? Towing the line and growing ever more distant from his wife, Becca, played by the lovely Connie Nielsen. And that's not sexist, by the way, calling her lovely. I'd call a man lovely, too, if he were uh, beautiful. You just don't see as many pretty men, that's all. Wish there were more. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't talking about anything. Anyway, back to Hutch. A man whose cozy, if predictable life is upended one night when a pair of masked thieves, a man and a woman, break into his house. Hutch has a chance to get the better of him, but relents. Just tells them to go, which they do, leaving the man looking weak before his family and neighbors. Even a visit to a depressing nursing home to visit his aged father, played by the lovely Christopher Lloyd, can't cheer him up. So that Hutch, he stays on low burn. Until, that is, he discovers that the criminals apparently filched a sentimental goo-gaw belonging to his young daughter. They stole my kitty cat bracelet. Precisely. And this leads him to put some skills into play, skills that served him well in a mysterious past life. After one thing leads to another, he finds himself battling a gang of toughs on a city bus. It's a brutal fight from which he emerges victorious. Not, however, before taking quite a pummeling himself in the process. Not like one of those movies where they stomp all over the hero's face and he emerges looking like he just got home from Turks and Caicos. So Gold started this film for a soupçon of realism. Anyway, after a patch-up, Hutch resumes his middle-class life, yes? No, because turns out one of the thugs he beat into a coma is the brother of a vengeful Russian mobster. Now here's where our plot gets a little wonky. See, our hero gets triggered by thieves who steal from his family, right? But the story's really set in motion by a random bus attack that's got nothing to do with those criminals. So what we have here is a classic case of Diabolus Ex Machina. You can see that. Well, for those who don't know, it's a situation where trouble appears out of thin air, unconnected to previous events. 
Say, Mr. Odenkirk, what'd you do with the draft of the script that made sense? I burned it. But that's ridiculous. What's done is done. Okay. But this specious route still leads to the film's ultimate goal, namely the firing of a Fallujah's worth of bullets as Hutch battles the mobster's henchmen to keep his family safe. Finally, he pulls a home alone and booby traps his factory to battle an all-out assault from the bad guys. Now, for a 58-year-old comedy writer, Mr. Odenkirk makes a relatable and effective action star. Me? You. Sure, he used to write for that Saturday Night Live and cut capers on humorous television programs, but he's quite credible throwing a punch and pulling a trigger. If all comedy writers were in that kind of shape, I'd be afraid not to watch their shows, lest they land an uppercut to this poor old farmer's jaw. Apparently, Mr. Odenkirk also made a splash on something called Breaking Bad and another program called Better Call Saul, neither of which I've seen. But whatever his past credits, he's certainly fun to watch here. I've always liked the old Clark Kent Superman ruse where a powerful person hides behind a milquetoast facade. It was good to see old Christopher Lloyd again, too. When you first catch sight of him, it's quite a shock because he looks downright decrepit sitting in the old folks' home just staring at the TV. But he ends up pulling a bit of a Clark Kent himself, I was happy to see. Anyway, if, if, even if there's a glaring weakness in the narrative cohesion... What are you still doing here, old man? Now, now, don't take offense. Even if the narrative has its weaknesses, come patronize this photo play for the old-fashioned butt-kicking and the likable Mr. Odenkirk. Yes, sir. Next week, I'll be reviewing the motion picture Godzilla vs. Kong. Apparently, there's some bad blood twixt those boys, and they have quite a dust-up. Play me out, Zeke. <laughs>